Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Tonight is Jim Parkin and Ashley Chandler. We back. We are back. We're going to do a little recap. So just kind of recapping the month, just kind of glossing over veteran stuff. You know, it's, um, I don't know, it's weird. I was reading a, a book. I'm reading a book currently from a couple Ranger veterans, and they talk about how going through seasons where they didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and we kind of touched on it with Pastor Carl last week. And I think I misspoke a little bit, but in actuality, you and I were saying the same thing. Is like everybody, most veterans recognize and and want the world to know that everybody goes through things. Yeah. And and they did a job knowingly that they'd be involved in some pretty gnarly stuff. And for a lot of those guys, they're okay. Yeah. They've gone on and they've, they're flourishing, you know, they're having foundations and doing all sorts of cool stuff, making movies, yeah. writing books, having coffee companies and apparel companies, all these things. And it's just phenomenal. And I think kind of the big picture as far as that goes is like, we just don't want to be categorized arbitrarily as completely broken and ruined and no yeah. longer able to function in society. Yeah. Now there are dudes that go through that and they really struggle and they have a hard time coming back and pulling themselves out and they get lost in those moments in time that are really super, super bad and heavy. But you know, for the most part, you know, it's, it's not like that. Yeah, no, it, it's been a really cool month and I have loved I mean, it's just, it's one of my favorite things is be able to sit down and hear somebody's story and hear where they've come from and the experiences that they've had. And so this month has been really neat. I've really appreciated uh, the folks that have come on and the conversations that we've had. And I, and I think, you know, it's kind of in a different twist, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease type thing where I think in a lot of categories, groups of people that we think of in the folks that are kind of the worst of that group are the ones that stand out some ways the worst because they're just right. a little bit more out like known and out there with the dysfunction that they are, you know, they get a little bit more intention in that. And so for better, or for worse, I think that that's coming out of some of these generations of veterans. I think that that's what happens sometimes with a lot of different groups of people. And it's been really, really cool for me even to just over these last three years have some really amazing conversations with veterans. Cause I think probably, especially the first like veterans day that we did, even just with TLE here, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I was more, my understanding of veterans was more that um, ignorant kind of point of view where I just kind of assumed that, you know, a good chunk of veterans are struggling, you know, and coming to find out how many, even of just our, Freedom Center family and our Fenton and Grand Blank and Linden communities that have these incredible families 
um, wives and husbands that met like across the pond and got married and, you know, just all these incredible people and stuff. So it's been really, really neat over these past, you know, what, four, four years now, even for myself to just be opened up so much more to the hope that's out there, the folks that are doing really well. Um, and to be, I feel like a lot more equipped with having better conversations with folks and stuff. And then even with this, just to be able to get out more positive stories so that the folks that are still trying to get through and transitioning and navigating whatever that looks like for them, that they, they know that there's better available for them and they don't need to be stuck, like stay stuck with where they're at, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, and that, that's a good kind of pivot there because that is, by far, and I think a majority of the time talking to guys when they're getting out or they're telling their story of getting out, it's that transition period yeah. that's the most difficult. Kind of and a lot of that has nothing to do with any uh, you know, specific trauma, but just the routine and the, you know, like Brandon had said, everything spelled out. Every move that you do yeah. is, you know, is laid out for you too. Like for me, because we were a pretty like rapid deployable unit, so I had all my stuff was set up so they paid my bills. Like I remember you saying that, yeah. yeah. Our battalion finance office, like my they like it was all direct deposit and they in a lot of ways made sure all this stuff was paid. You know, so then in ninety six I get out and really like don't know what any of that looks like because <laughs> I had gone from no bills living at home to bills right. and someone else taking care of it. Right. Right. You know, which I think, you know, that's, it's how it should be done. I think that our veterans should be taken care of in all those capacities while they're serving and deployed. Right. You know, well, it's just, yeah, it's just, um, being able to, like you said, kind of pivot and transition a little bit better. Um, right. and I, and I imagine some of those resources and things are out there, but I think, over time, you, you kind of have to be your own advocate in a lot of ways where you kind of, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. gotta want to figure things out, you know, and be. Uh, well, yeah. And that shift things. is quick, you know, like yeah. you get out there, then all of a sudden. Like I gotta go, I gotta know now. Money, <laughs> and it's still direct deposit and it's still going in the bank. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, like people calling like, Hey, you're like two months late on your car <laughs> payment. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, Basically, like, bro, like, you got to, you know, take the check, send the check, and the check comes to us. I'm like, what? There's nobody that – and, like, and that was just because so used to it, that wasn't on the forefront of my mind. Well, and I think even physically, like, your brain literally wasn't trained and built to have to think about those things. So it doesn't mean that all these folks are idiots. It doesn't mean that these folks don't have any common sense. It just literally means that they didn't have to think about those things before. Somebody mentioned, I think within the last couple months, and it kind of stuck out that you don't know what you don't know. And it, right. it's super simple, but the brain literally doesn't have those pathways developed and built for things that you haven't done and don't know yet. And so unless you learn how to do it, you're not going to know how to do it or even really think about, hey, when I do this, I should probably do these few things too. You know, like, hey, every first of the month, maybe I should look at what bills are coming up, you know, like if that's not what you've ever had to do, then it's not going right. to be that second nature to do it. And, you know? and to be like perfectly clear, there was stuff for that. I was so ready at that point to be out of the military 
that I did not take advantage of those okay. things. I just like came up to those last few days, turned in all my equipment and peaced out. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I didn't properly. Now with that being said, I also didn't have leadership that said, Hey dude, you need to make sure, you know, it wasn't like, Hey, you need to do this before you get out. Yeah. It was there. There are some options. Yeah. And I was more like, yeah, whatever. I'm out. Deuces, everybody. Deuces. Yeah. Yeah. And so mostly that's on me. But, you know, but like to kind of to swing it back around transition, you know, mainly because you're you're with this group of people, you know, and, and like we had talked about earlier in the month, in a lot of cases, you have that kind of that kind of grief you know, you've been through hard times, you have that kind of trauma bond together at whatever level. And then all of a sudden it's just, all your people are gone. All your people are gone. And I got out in an era where there was no social media. There was, I mean, that's important to recognize. Yeah. Yeah. I was out before even MySpace. (laughs) There was none of that. (laughs) Yeah. Like we were carrying around pagers and and that'd be your, your hot stuff. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, dude. I need to go to this payphone, call you back. So cool. You know, so but that was a different time. That yeah. was there was no like it was so that group of people were just excised from your life. Yeah. Blunt like sharply. And that's it. And now you're trying to figure it out. Well, and it's you not know? like you quit your job and you can go, you know, have lunch on your buddy's break, you know. Like right. in your break, it's especially like what Adam was saying too, that if you decide to move all the way back home to your home state, right. or if you choose to take some of those career opportunities in other states, then you're having to decide between setting out on your own in a whole new place and a whole new world and transition without family right. or go back to family and try to do that. So, yeah. It's, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting subculture to live in. For one, for myself, I can remember not really having like any clue what was happening on in in the real world as far as like current event stuff. Okay, you know, it was just you're in this little world, and you get up at a certain time, and you go do physical training, you go do your PT, and you get done with that, and then you go get cleaned up for your your duty day, and then between that, between PT and your first formation of the day when everybody gathers and you get yelled at a little bit and given some direction and then go on about your way you go to the mess hall for breakfast and it's the same all the time okay you know you do this from oh dark 30 until 4 30 in the afternoon when the day is over and then you're doing whatever you do in the evening time to get ready for the next day and then it's just this constant cycle yeah you know, yeah. and then, or you go out into the field training or whatever, you go on deployment, whatever the case may be. It's this constant, like Groundhog's Day kind of cycle. And then all of a sudden, when that's gone, and now you're in this whole big world, you know, I think it would be like saying, it'd be like if you were in, like you're living in a fishbowl that's floating in the ocean. And then once it's time to leave, you jump out of the fishbowl and now you're in this, like in the big water. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Did you ever get overwhelmed with just the amount of choices you could make? Like, I, I remember a conversation yeah. we had a while back. Yes. I think it's been a, a year or two. But just even going down the grocery aisle and trying to decide what groceries to buy. Mm-hmm. It's like a big deal. So, but but that can happen. So it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that because I just watched a, a movie that I'm very fond of last night. It's called The Hurt Locker, and okay. it's it's I, I think they're in Iraq. I'm pretty sure, but they're like a demolitions team, like a bomb team. Okay, you know, kind of disarming stuff. And the the main character that we're talking about, kind of the premise of the idea is that for some, war becomes an addiction. And that lifestyle and that okay. adrenaline seeking lifestyle. And, and in the end, he's, he's like home from deployment and that's where you find them. You find them as they're at the grocery store and his wife tells him to go down and grab a box of cereal, you know? So he's been in these intense situations and can handle it fine, you know, or for myself been in the back of an ambulance and I can do, IVs right-handed and left-handed and I can do all these things you know I'm fine in those situations but then I'm at Walmart looking at 700 boxes of cereal yeah trying to you know and that's so same thing yeah Yeah. so to answer your questions yes I did find all the choices all the places you could go coming and going as I please not having to be anywhere at a certain, I mean, other than work, obviously you have to be yeah. at work on time, but yeah, but even so that that's kind of carried over a bit though, you know, I know that you're very timely about being places where you're expected and told to be and everybody kind of comes and goes it, at their leisure. <laughs> yeah. But to the point where I get super anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Like being late to something like messes with my head. Yeah. Like I get really super, super stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> or not so much now, but way like in the back in the day, there was like this window that I found to be perfect. So that I would be on time, which would be like probably 15 minutes early. But if I was earlier than that, then I'd be super high anxiety that I was being a burden on people for being mm. too early. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a hard time like finding the perfect window. I had, a, day, I had a hard time get... with that. Yeah. I had a hard time with that too. Cause I never want to show up too early for folks, but then I would like putz around at home trying to like, okay, it's not quite time to leave. And then I'd be late and then I'd be anxious getting there. Knowing, yeah, like oh, yeah. I'm a jerk, but showing up 10 minutes late because I didn't just leave when I should have. But then I'm like, what am I going to do? Like drive around their block like eight times because I'm early, you know, like, so. Oh, I yeah, that's funny. Funny story. Just earlier in the summer, I was when I started having meetings on Tuesdays with Pastor Jim. One of the times we were meeting in his house, and I was probably like ten minutes early, which in normal people land is like twenty minutes early. Yeah, <laughs> so I was, like, <laughs> I was like driving around his neighborhood. I took like thirty laps around his neighborhood. And then... <laughs> Never mind me. Yeah. I am not the creeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. yeah, that's a big thing yeah. for me. That's a big I- thing to this day. Yeah. I think just being mindful of all those little things and, you know, even when we were talking to Pastor Carl last week, you know, just being giving and generous in conversations with people with veterans or first responders or just anybody. Like, I think the more that we can 
kind of have our, our ears pricked a little bit to, Hey, this person needs a friend today. This person needs, you know, and especially when it's somebody that you know really well and it is a close friend and you can tell they've, they're just, something's a little off or they just need something today to just have that little extra grace and sensitivity. And I think even Mm -hmm. more so just trying to hone in to what they need can be really, you know, really powerful, really helpful. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And that's a big thing. And, and just the, also from like the civilian side, from like the non-veteran side, there's certain things that guys don't like. It'd be super hard for me to like, not now, but like early when I got out, when people would ask questions, even my mom, she'd ask questions about like formations and, and all that kind of military stuff. And it'd be super hard for me to explain it. Okay. Because you know what just I mean? Because it wasn't explained. It. it was just shown this, this is it. Okay. Stand here. And then you got used to doing it. And then to have to explain that to somebody would, would be super difficult and, and to the point of overwhelming. And then again, I'd be, yeah. you know, or just not understanding how you wouldn't know that. Or if okay. I try to explain, you didn't get it the first time. You know, that's something, that's one of the things in my life, even with, with like being a paramedic, this, the grace to teach somebody something. Yeah. And, and like, they don't get it the first time. That's okay. Just, you know, <laughs> like, and not be like, I don't understand how you don't understand this. Cause I, cause that was, that took a lot. I had to really personally, like always recalibrate and self-assess and be like, okay, this is, this is this person's literal first time of, of picking up whatever, yeah, whatever we're going to do next. And, and here I am, you know, I've been doing it and it, it's just for me, like breathing air, but it's not for them. So I have to like take the time to explain it. And because, you know, <laughs> early in life, when I was like first out of the military, that was, that was not the case. I just yeah. like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, <laughs> I just told you, how do you not understand? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, everybody processes things a little differently or just having it explained in a different way or they need to see right. it a couple times, you know. I know Nick is definitely more the abstract thinker and he can show you, but he often can't explain to you how he figured something out, especially if he's trying to problem solve something or if it's something on the vehicle or something that he's fixing in the house. Oftentimes he can't quite explain how he's doing that diagnostic. Um but like with math, I love sitting down and helping Polina through her homework because I love that whole like pulling it apart. I can teach it well, but I have a hard time with the abstract thinking. Like I have a hard time trying to assess things and think outside the box and stuff. So sometimes, you know, it's right. th- that gifting to, to teach and kind of teach to how somebody else learns can be quite difficult, <laughs> you know, but that's interesting. Yeah, it's, Well, it is too, right? So... You know, the last couple of years, I think we've done maybe something around Veterans Day and stuff, but I really like this year how we spent more of the whole month. And that was, that was really cool. Right. So, and you know, well, we're, we're kind of in a season in our country where doing something was really not in the cards this time. So, yeah. And that's okay. So this was cool. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. And we'll, you know, through next year, we'll have other months where we bring in some veterans and, yeah. And yeah. stuff like that. Well, I so, think a lot of this year has been encouraging folks, continuing to encourage and 
um, just be connected through the podcast. Yeah. And we've always wanted this so that wherever anybody was working on shift time of day at night on the rig between calls and stuff that they would have access to something like this. Yeah. And so I think even more so with all of the, you know, just the, the, all the extra things that we've had to navigate, like all the workings right. of how this has looked. I think that even more so, you know, we just continue doing what we're doing. And I think, I believe we know we've been placed and just positioned exactly where we needed to be this year. So, you know, it's just, it's been really neat. And even, you know, we did our hundredth episode this summer, you know, and we're already like, this is going to be the 11th one past that. So we're like 11, 12 weeks past doing our hundredth episode already, you know, it's crazy. It's, and I don't know if you've been, so I posted tonight, I did the same thing as I did for the veterans a month. I just reached out today to my EMS and nurses and docs who wants to come on the show. I would love that. Yeah. And we have probably already two months worth of people. (laughs) (laughs) So we can just continue on with that. But this is what I really want to do for everyone who's listening is we want to make this right now. I don't want to get to where I have these delusions of grandeur and be like syndicated worldwide. That's for another day. But right now, I really want to start focusing on our local Genesee County and greater Flint area EMS providers and firefighters and cops and nurses and doctors. And it's bringing them in. And so this is not only is it our show that we do that we provide, but it's their show, too. So they can be involved and get some some ownership and some feedback. So. No, that's really awesome. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. it's going to be fun when we're, you know, when we have guests on that are around the country and stuff, because I think that that brings a perspective that's valued and important. But I yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm, I, it's important to know from our own community what, we, <laughs> I'm talking to you guys out there right now that you folks that are doing the work right now in our own backyard, I want to know you know, I want to know from you. And that's why, you know, Jim, I've given you a hard time every time we've had our meetings and our team has hung out and stuff that I know you're sick of having the same five conversations, you know, about (laughs) all the things. right? Right. But at the end of the day, I trust Jim Parkin in Genesee County to tell me what's going on in Genesee County, you know, because you're there and you see it. And so your perspective matters to this household because we trust you and right we know you know where you're coming from with that and stuff so i i would say that's an extension to everybody that would come on you know where these and you know what's cool is that i know some people some brilliant brilliant players of this game that have way more knowledge than i do and they're all willing to come talk to us that's awesome that's awesome it's going to be cool so we're going to press in for december we're going to talk about we're going to talk about what COVID is and what it isn't and how it's, how it's kind of overwhelming the system a little bit again. Um, And then we're going to talk about something. There's nothing that I, I definitely didn't think it up, but, but from my perspective, it's something that we're going to call compassion fatigue, which I would say is somewhere between day one and burnout Yeah, is where compassion fatigue happens. And it's, um, it's what I would categorize it as would be where people don't become people. They just become 
kind of like puzzles to solve when, when the pace gets so, yeah. you know, it gets so high that almost as if there's no time we we have to get you taken care of because there's someone else who needs taken care of. Yeah. So, and then, so we're going to get some perspective from, from other providers. And so what, what compassion fatigue is to them. And so it's going to be a cool month coming up. That's awesome. That's really good. Oh, and I just thought of something too, like as we're, you know, going into this next round of everything, I, I mean, you mentioned something when we were, before we got recording and stuff that, you know, there's not going to be all the baskets this time around. There's not going to be the, all these banners of frontline heroes and stuff. And I, I think that um, we haven't said it in a while, but if you need something, please message us, please message oh, yeah. Absolutely. or something. We will, I mean, we know people <laughs> we are connected. We We're connected with a great community, um, a great ministries and stuff. And so if there is a need, if it's, I mean, man, maybe we should have you handing out uh, coffee gift cards again. We should be doing stuff like that. You know, oh, yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Like whatever that looks like, if you need something or you want to reach out for prayer, you don't have to be specific either if you don't want to share all the details, but Right. We're praying for everybody anyhow, but I mean, still, I mean, know that we're, we're, we're doing this because we want to connect with people. And so if a person connects with us, that's what, that's what it's all about. So I would say to kind of wrapping up for this evening, I would say to all my nurses and and medics and EMTs and police and firemen and docs out there, because we were here before COVID, we were here on the front line. We were loving anyway. We were doing all the things we do before COVID and we'll be here long after it. So just to not get hung up on, on the idea that the support is different, you know, cause people are tired people are tired of hearing about it and dealing with it yeah. kind of in the civilian sector. So it's kind of, we got to just dig in and keep grinding it out. It's all going to be okay. Yeah even though it's also going to (laughs) suck, but but it's going to be okay. We'll be fine. You know what I mean? We'll be fine. And this platform is always here for you guys. Like Ashley said, just reach out and reach out before you need help. Yeah. Before you get to a place where it's, you know, too desperate, hit us up. There's, you know, it's not going to be made public or anything like that. It's just hit us up. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Don't think that you're being a bother. I mean, this is your permission. <laughs> this is your, please reach out. Even if it's hello, I would love that. And I'm just right. to tell you guys too, like I'm, I'm excited to come back on another ride along and just see people and have conversations and just, you know, so I'm, I'm excited to get back out there and, and see folks and stuff like that. And so I'm excited for those things. I know also that there's family members that are working in the ERs and doing, and they're not going to go have Thanksgiving with their family members this week because they've been in contact with people with COVID. I know my, my sister works up in Saginaw. They're, they're staying home. She's not doing any of the family stuff um, this week because she's just been in too much contact and stuff. So there's a lot of sacrifices being made. And so we recognize that. And we know that, um, these holidays are looking very different and it is 
hard and a bit of a disappointment too, in a lot of ways for folks. And I know everybody's doing the best that they can. So I think we just, you know, just keep reminding everybody we're doing the best we can and that's all we can do. Right on. So we just, we just do one more day and um, just thank you for all the folks that are working this holiday because that's what you do. Like you said, Jim, like that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're either wanting to work it cause we're getting the holiday pay or that's just the schedule that we're on. And Boom, stuff. that's it too. You I know? will be working at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yeah, my mom. And simultaneously smoking a turkey. Oh, that's amazing. Is that the picture that you posted? Smoked the other a turkey day? this weekend. Well, no, I that was my first like my first attempt. Okay. My dry run, if you will. That's awesome. And it went well. It was okay. awesome. So we're Yay. gonna do another one for, for Thanksgiving. But it'll just be the fam. So Yeah, we're we're keeping it pretty simple too. So I'll be good. I'll be right good. On. All right. So thank you, as always, Freedom Center Church, for your love and support. Thank you to our listeners. And thank you to our families and friends that we know have our backs. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. That too. (laughs) Uh, All right. Cue that music. Cue that music.